We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Good morning, wherever or whenever you catch the kittens out. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromelo, and welcome to part two of our special Beyond the Chat series with the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. At the end of part one, seventh-year veteran and second-year Captain McKenna defined the word cheerleader as, quote, someone who always roots for others, who's always lifting others up and wanting the best for them, and truly someone who leads by example, unquote. And truth be told, it is very, very, very difficult to find someone who epitomizes that definition 24-7-365 better than our guest today. Alexandria just began her fourth season with the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, but before joining the Broncos, she was an Atlanta Falcons cheerleader for five seasons where she performed on the sidelines at Super Bowl 51. And by the way, shame on you, Bill Belichick, shame on you, Kyle Shanahan, for costing her a Super Bowl ring, but hopefully that'll get uh, addressed in the years ahead. And she was also voted as the team's 2019 Pro Bowl representative. An Alabama native, she is a graduate from the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, and she works full-time as a nurse practitioner where she has demonstrated uncommon courage and heroism during this COVID-19 pandemic. And above all, she is the ideal nurse and the ideal cheerleader because she has the most caring, compassionate heart, especially for the most vulnerable among us. She is a very, very special friend of mine and an absolute gift from God. Alexandria, it truly is an absolute honor and the highest blessing to have you with us. How are you, my friend? I am so well, and thank you for that intro. That was Those are some of the kindest words I've ever had spoken about me, so thank you for that too. I'm very blessed by your friendship. Blessed by your friendship as well, my friend, and uh, let's talk about your years with the Atlanta Falcons. If you could relive one experience during your time with that organization, would it be Super Bowl 51, the 2019 Pro Bowl? Or something else? You know, my my entire tenure with the Falcons was honestly a dream come true. I was just so incredibly blessed by that organization to even have an opportunity to be a cheerleader and, um, and to support something that was so much bigger than me. I will probably say both of those two memories were incredibly special. And if I could relive both of them, I would. Um, but I probably would pick Super Bowl um, because I was able to live that moment with all of my teammates. Um, and it was more of a collaborative memory for everybody. Um, you know, Pro Bowl was a high honor, but it was just me. Um, and I think that what made Super Bowl so special, granted, we didn't like the, the end result of it, but, you know, it was so just remarkable getting to experience everything from the very beginning, all of the extra performances, um, just getting to soak in and take in that time with my teammates. And just having that moment um, and getting to live in, you know, Super Bowl 51. So I'd probably say Super Bowl 51, but with a kicker, we'd change the outcome and, and the Falcons would rightfully win. <laughs> we'd oh, win that coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Or just run the darn ball, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I know. I agree. Yeah. We made a, a few silly decisions, um, I guess, kind of going into the third, fourth quarter. And um, yeah, I wasn't the coach, so it wasn't my fault, but I was doing my job. Um. <laughs> yeah, you definitely were doing your job. None of you are to blame whatsoever. What's suggesting that I'm blaming Kyle Shanahan for costing you guys your Super Bowl rings. <laughs> I know, I know. He's a he's a great coach. He's done great yes. things for the Niners so far. So, Absolutely. um, really proud of him and everything that he's done. Um, 
loved getting to be under Dan Quinn for those few years too. He's a great coach um, as well. So, but I am equally excited for uh, Mr. Hackett, uh, welcoming him from Green Bay. So I think he's going to do great things for the Broncos um, in the next few years. Absolutely. I share those views and we will talk about Nathaniel Hackett a little bit later on, but uh, shortly after your memorable week at the 2019 Pro Bowl, you auditioned for Broncos and obviously made the team. What made you want to try out for DBC? So honestly, it has a lot to do with my mom um, wanting to come and be a part of the Denver Broncos organization. Um, she went to uh, Auburn, which is a school in Alabama. It's kind of the, the rival school of the University of Alabama, but their colors are orange and blue. And, um, you know, she, she passed away when I was 13. And I think that she always was really hopeful that I would go to Auburn. Um, and, you know, I kind of went with what my dad wanted me to do. And I went to Alabama best experience of my life, best decision I made, would not change it. Um, but I think that ultimately being able to fulfill a wish of my mom's um, and to finally get to dance in orange and blue would really make her happy and smiling down from heaven for me. Um, but what really attracted me to the Broncos organization is truly the legacy and the tradition um, of the organization. It runs so deep, like from anyone that you encounter, whether that's, you know, people who work game day or someone who's so high up, like I've had Joe Ellis, our president and CEO, write me a personal letter. So, you know, everybody within the organization really cares um, about the cheerleaders. They care about the players. They care about everybody who's involved. And I wanted to be a part of something that was really and truly tradition, legacy, and they live it out. 24-7, Pat Bolin instilled um, excellence in all we do, and it is very much seen and witnessed and felt, and I recognized that from the first prep class I took, and I knew that I wanted to be a part of it, and I wanted to be in Colorado. Oh, that's such a wonderful, wonderful story, Alexandria, and uh, I agree. Pat Bolin uh, instilled excellence, and I wish more and more uh, NFL organizations and pro sports organizations looking at you, Washington Commanders, looking at you, Daniel Snyder, care more about their cheerleaders because they do everything for the organization that these times demand so sorely, and that's one of the reasons why we are hosting this series to give uh, NFL fans uh and listeners of mine, a, a chance to get to know who you guys really are and why what you do is so very, very special. And uh, that is definitely good reasons to uh, want to try out for Broncos and hopefully uh, Mr. Walton and Mr. Penner uh, carry on that legacy with kindness to the cheerleaders and then some uh, from the Bolins. And as both of you and I know, Mile High is one of the most electric game day atmospheres in the entire National Football League. And it should be even more so this season for reasons we'll discuss in just a bit. But as we mentioned in the intro, you went to the University of Alabama, which arguably has the most electric game day atmosphere in college football. Just watching Alabama games on Saturday. Oh my God. It just does not compare to any other college football stadium I've witnessed, whether on television or in person. So compare and contrast for us a game day experience at Bryant Denny Stadium to a game day experience at Mile High. I mean, obviously they're a lot faster. Um, <laughs> any NFL game is going to go by so, so much quicker. I remember um, a few years into Falcons, I would, you know, because Atlanta was so close to Tuscaloosa, I would go back and forth and just go and watch some Alabama games. And like, probably one of the biggest differences is I was like, man, these football games kind of last a really long time. But um, one thing that I love so much about Alabama football is that tradition and that legacy. There's so many um, like on the quad, like you're not going to find anybody who is not just 
giving you a roll tide every moment that you walk by. There's elephant stomp, there's the parade of champions, there's a walk of champions. There's just so many things that go into the game day experience at Alabama that make it so, so special. And, you know, I will say that there is, there are no games like Alabama football games. Um, not in my opinion, not in the, not in the world of college football, at least. Um, I think that a lot of like the SEC schools definitely have great uh, game day traditions, uh, but nothing in my opinion will ever top Alabama football. And I think that, you know, truly mile high, it is absolutely electrifying. It's a scary stadium to have to walk to and be an opponent in. And it's because of our amazing fans. And it's because of the fans that are just so proud of Broncos country. Like you walk out of the stadium or you walk into the stadium, I should say, um, when we walk out of the tunnel, getting ready to perform and we just get to high five every single one of our fans as we're walking around because they're just so amped up and pumped for some Broncos football. So, I mean, it really stems, like I said, from the tradition and the legacy of the organization itself. Um, Broncos country really instills a lot of pride and love in our fans. And it's very evident on game day and it's going to be really loud this year. And I'm really excited. So it's going to be a good season. Oh, it's going to be a great season too. I cannot wait. And it's going to be louder than any moment since that uh, AFC championship game in the January, 2016. I guarantee you that. And uh, part of uh, our series, we like to highlight what you guys do full-time off the field, because as a demanding a job as an NFL cheerleader is you also work regular jobs, just like the rest of us do every single day. And your job, as we mentioned, is as a nurse practitioner. And we are eternally, eternally indebted to you because of the heroic sacrifice you have made during this pandemic and that you'll continue to make every day you will remain in that profession. And you also have a very, very inspiring story that you kind of alluded to a couple minutes ago as to why you decided to go into nursing. Feel free to share some of that story with us. Yes. Um, so I, as I mentioned, my mom, um, she passed away when I was really young. She had breast cancer. And one of the things that she would always talk about was how her nurses took such great care of her um, during her chemo, her radiation, during the various and many surgeries that she had. Um, so she had breast cancer. She was diagnosed when I was eight years old, um, went into treatment for a year, went into remission, and then the cancer came back much more aggressive. And um, ultimately, she lost her battle when I was 13. But, you know, the love that she received from her nurses um, really inspired me to go into healthcare. And ultimately, like, whenever I was bedside, um, working as a nurse, like, of, of course, I was, you know, being someone's hands and feet during those, those difficult times when they were in the hospital. But I knew in my heart that I wanted to do more. And so I pursued a master's degree um, while I was still in Atlanta and I became a nurse practitioner. And for the last, oh my goodness, four years, basically since I've been in Colorado, I've actually been working in emergency medicine. I'm currently getting a second specialization for emergency medicine. So um, should be completing that in about a year or so. And yeah, I definitely will continue working as a nurse whenever I decide to retire from the NFL um, because it is a passion. I, I love helping other people, especially in times when they may not be able to help themselves. Um, I feel like it allows me to really be um, a servant and a steward of God um, being a nurse practitioner. So I just feel like it was my calling um, ever since I was a very young girl. That is one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard, and that is not hyperbole. And uh, just to add some context to this, I believe, based on uh, a post uh, you made on Facebook, that my grandma died of metastatic breast cancer within months of your mom. And 
it's kind of like uh, I feel both uh, my grandma and your mom are watching down on us at this very moment. And I know that your mom is very proud of the amazing, amazing woman. And as you say, servant of God that you've uh, you've become. And I think my grandma would be delighted that we cross paths and you have influenced my life tremendously with that sacrifice. It's just uh, uh, a, a wonderful thing that you Your took. Divine intervention. <laughs> intervention indeed, but it's like the most wonderful thing that you've t- taken one of the most extreme negatives in life and turned it into a very positive thing. And that is something we should all admire tremendously. And uh, going back to uh, the cheerleading aspect of this thing, uh, as I said, you're entering your fourth season as a Denver Broncos cheerleader. Uh, Within these past uh, four years, what has been your most memorable experience as being part of the DBC and why? Oh, goodness. I think probably one of my most favorite things about being a part of the Denver Broncos organization is every year we get to um, talk to the new members of our team about our legacy book, which are just five attributes that really help us stand out, not only as uh, cheerleaders for the Denver Broncos organization, but their attributes and their qualities that you can carry on throughout your entire life. Um, They really very easily transition into your personal, professional, relational um, lives and relationships. And I think that's probably one of the greatest blessings that I've received from this team is becoming a stronger woman and becoming more empowered myself so that I can empower other women as well. Um, and just encourage them in their daily lives. But I think that what makes the legacy so special is that it does allow our organization to really be a sisterhood beyond just the 26 women who are part of the team today. Um, I have actually have so many strong and beautiful relationships with women who are on the team years prior to me even becoming a part of of Broncos country. So I think that's what is really so special about the legacy um, and our legacy book and that tradition is that it allows us to really be a cohesive family and a cohesive unit. So that's definitely one of the greatest blessings and probably one of my most special things about um, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders. And I'm excited to get to share the legacy book this year with our new members. Oh, absolutely. You've got uh, seven wonderful new members indeed, and maybe we'll be having one or two of them on the program in the very near future. So uh, stay tuned, folks. And uh, your fourth season as a DBC promises to be your most exciting year with the Broncos to date for several reasons, as uh, we've uh, mentioned several times before. And one of the biggest reasons why can be summed up in two words, Russell Wilson. Where were you when you first heard the news that the Broncos were trading for Russell Wilson and how did you react? So I was actually at work. Um, I think that I was on, I'm pretty sure I was on my Twitter, um, just checking like my DVC account and I saw it pop up on like the NFL um, Twitter that the Denver Broncos were trading for Russell Wilson. And I just, I'm pretty sure I screamed. Um, I don't think anyone was in the clinic whenever I screamed, but I was just so incredibly ecstatic just because he's he's a Walter Payton man of the year like he is a pro bowler he is a super bowl winner he comes with you know a winning spirit and a winning attitude but also he's a great man um and I think that we needed that leadership um because he's bringing a ton of leadership and experience um to the organization and from what I've heard he has completely changed the tone of the locker room and practices and everything and then we have this new spirit of Nathaniel Hackett coming in who also has a very winning attitude and just a determination to do his absolute best. And I think that 
you know, when we have a ton of other new coaches, we have a lot of Green Bay and Rams um, coaches who are coming in, new OC, new um, DC. And again, those are two programs that have traditions of winning and they strive for excellence, which is what Broncos country is all about. So I pretty sure I dropped my phone. I screamed. I was like, oh no, what are we trading to get him? Because I know it's going to be an expensive trade. And, um, but I'm also like, you know, this is what we've been lacking for the last few years is we have lacked a dynamic, strong quarterback and, you know, George Patton knew what he was doing when he came here from the Vikings. And he was like, I'm going to get you what you need. And sure enough, he did it for us. I have trusted him from the moment that he stepped in. Um, we had a great draft last year, PS2. That's my boy. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, um, I think that George Patton's done amazing um, work as our GM and he has made all the right moves in my opinion. And exactly like you said, like it's going to be an electrifying year. It's just going to be unstoppable. Oh, absolutely. And I unfortunately could not scream because I work in an office uh, and I was uh, doing audits at the time. But when I saw that tweet, I like froze for a second and I felt like screaming all day and I had to hold it in for like two hours. And then I left work. And the second I came out, I recorded a video selfie of myself screaming. <laughs> so I, I felt the same way. It was kind of like that Luke Combs song, the lyrics of that Luke Combs song, when it rains, it pours, came to life because it was the day when we, the announcement that we expected that Aaron Rodgers was going back to the Packers. And by the way, that angered the Bears fan in me uh, tremendously that he was uh, staying in Green Bay because it would have been so sweet to have him uh, leave one of my other favorite teams, hey, rivals, to join my favorite team, the Broncos. That would have been extra sweet. But uh, Russell Wilson is not just a consolation prize at all. Mm -hmm. And like the, the lyrics of that song, like uh, just uh, symbolize like the reversal of fortune from, from bad luck to extreme good luck. And uh, I, that song was just playing in my head all day long. I love it for you. That's a good song. I love oh, some <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the new coaching staff and Russell Wilson, and given the presence of uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Nathaniel Hackett, just how high are your expectations for the Broncos this season? Just how far do you see the Broncos going? Well, I have heard that playoffs at mile high, that the energy, there's nothing like it, um, but I'm shooting for the moon. And I think that it's going to be a Super Bowl run for us this year. I'm speaking it into existence. I really, really do. I've never really felt as much excitement um, for our team. I said it in my interview whenever I was auditioning this past season, like the sky is the limit. And right now the limit is Super Bowl. Um, so that's that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for it for my team, for my coaches, for the organization, for the players, everyone. I think that Broncos country deserves that. Absolutely. Speaking into existence, my friend, the sky is the limit for the Broncos this year. You cannot deny that. But as you might know, I kind of tend to be a cynical SOB because of my analytical mind when it comes to predicting sports and all that stuff. But I'll promise you this. If the Broncos win a game that I predict them to lose, I'll just uh, record a video myself shotgunning a beer, so to speak, to own up to that wrong prediction and the joy of being wrong about your favorite team. And nothing's more enjoyable than that. <laughs> love it <laughs> absolutely or as uh, luke combs would say shotgun one <laughs> and uh speaking of music one of several commonalities that i share with you and your teammates is that i have a background in artistic performance i was a, a music performance major in college and all of y'all had at least some degree of dance cheer performance in your pre-dbc years and whenever i learned a new song 
I always wanted to learn the words to it, even though I was an instrumentalist and not a vocalist. The reason why is that the words are, as one of my earlier musical heroes said, that's where the story comes from. That's the, the story the song tells, and you want your playing to reflect the emotions those words evoke. And uh, just out of curiosity, do you think it's very helpful, if not essential, to know the words of a song you're performing a routine to on game day? Absolutely. So um, as performers, as dancers, um, basically, you I feel like you have one of two ways to count music or learn dances. You either learn by the beat of the music or the words, or you learn by counts. Um, I myself, I am a beats girl, and I listen to the words. I hear a word, and that tells me, like, the move. Um, and that's just how my brain has always been when it comes to dance. But one thing that I've always loved is when our coaches and our choreographers will actually choreograph the dance to the words of the music because you know people will be listening to a song in the stadium and maybe it's talking about like cowboy boots and we do like a cute little heel flick with our cowboy boots and you know it just allows the crowd to understand what we're doing um in addition to just listening to a really great song so I absolutely think it's imperative and vital and essential um for you to know the words of the, the dance of the song that you're dancing to absolutely oh yeah we are in agreement there as well and now let's continue our little uh musical adventure with a game that we debuted just a couple episodes ago with uh your teammate mckenna and your fellow 2019 pro bowler chicago bears center cody whitehair this is called country music superlatives and in this game uh, i mentioned a context and uh, you mentioned what country music song best fits that context and why starting with the best song to get you fired up before a game i love the song she's country so um, oh, jason aldean all right yes it's a good one so i think that it kind of like emulates how i feel whenever i walk out of the stadium and whenever i'm walking out of the tunnel it's like she's country from her cowboy boots to her down home roots i just think it's <laughs> it's so fun um of course it has a little like alabama in there so you know i gotta love it um but it just makes me feel really at home um really just gets me excited about game day so that is absolutely my my rev up give me pump for game day song oh one of the best options you could have chosen i would agree there and uh, you obviously performed to pitbulls don't stop the party after every broncos touchdown and you're going to be uh, doing that dance more often than ever with russell wilson now in town but uh, if you could choose a country music song to celebrate a broncos touchdown to what would that one be uh Maybe Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. I feel like that's a pretty fitting song for Broncos country too. Um, might make me a little excited for, for touchdown. Um, I will say that pit, bull, pit bulls don't stop the party, just always gets me in the mood. I can say that there is nothing more fun and exhausting than running out onto the field and getting to do our touchdown dance um, to that song. So I think I'm always gonna pick Pitbull, um, but probably <laughs> Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy would be a country song that I wouldn't mind dancing uh, to a touchdown for. Absolutely, <laughs> you can't go wrong with Pitbull's Don't Stop the Party for a touchdown celebration. Nothing against that, It was. this is just an exercise. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. And uh, the best possible song to celebrate a Broncos victory to, now this is interesting. Both your teammate McKenna and Cody Whitehair chose the same song, Proud of the House We Built by Brooks and Dunn. Do you have another song in mind or do you think that Brooks and Dunn song is just too good to pass up here? Okay, so I'm actually going to throw it back a little old school. Um, I know a lot of people like the song All I Do Is Win whenever we win. 
but my favorite song is actually called uh, it's celebrate good times come on Da-na-na-na. it's the celebration I don't know I just I love it it's so much fun I that is a good song to celebrate a Broncos victory too but uh, we are looking for country music songs. And if you, in case oh. you need any help uh, with that, I had a couple in mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your country music suggestions. I'm sure that some of those um, will be great. The lyrics to this song don't necessarily um, paint a victory, but it's just the mood of the song. How about Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker? Very good song. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, Wagon Wheel. And it's kind of like a, a, a train that keeps rolling along win or lose and it's even sweeter after a win so wagon wheel it is uh, and uh speaking of the train let's ride that's the broncos let's theme with Russell wilson on song so uh, so wagon wheel i think is like would be a good country music song to celebrate a broncos victory but you can't go wrong with the celebrate uh, either and uh i've mentioned this guy's name several times already and for good reason he's on my hat and uh i i saw him twice in concert this year and he is one of my two dudes darius rucker be the other Talking about Luke Combs, obviously. You obviously got to perform to one of my favorite Luke Combs songs last year, One Too Many. But what do you think is the best Luke Combs song to perform a quarter break routine to? And it's one you haven't performed to yet. I got several in mind. What do you think? I was recently listening to a lot of Luke Combs, and one song that I really loved was Lovin' on You. Um, I just thought it would be a really, be a really fun one. Um, so that was probably going to be my pick, but I'd love to hear what you thought. Loving on you was one of them that I had in mind and I uh, get this, uh, one of your teammates and she will be the next guest on our beyond the chat series. She turned me on to Luke Combs. And, uh, oh. that morning I, uh, just, uh, went on my iTunes and, uh, searched up Luke Combs and loving on you was the first song. And I just couldn't stop listening to it. I was so addicted to everything about that song. It is the perfect song for you guys to perform to. I'd agree. But uh, another one that comes to mind, obviously when it rains, it pours, but the version he did with Brooks had done on a brand new man would be a great one too. I, I was singing along to both those songs at his concert in the power field. So brand new man. Uh, and, uh, when it rains, it pours were the runner ups, but you're the guest. You get your choice. And Loving On You is an excellent choice. Loving On You, it <laughs> is. And uh, back to Darius Rucker for a second. Uh, Darius, his music is very, very interesting. Uh, call me strange, but I could only pick out a small handful of his songs that I could personally envision you guys performing to. Um, so in your view, what do you think the best Darius Rucker song to perform any kind of on-field routine to, whether a quarterback routine or a sideline vamp? So I really thought a sideline dance would be really cute to the song Homegrown Honey. It's um, just absolutely adorable. Um, talks about cowboy boots, which are like our iconic part of our uniform. Um, just talking about like the hometown girls, which is, you know, aside from me, a lot of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders are Colorado natives. So I just thought that would have been a, a really cute little sideline little dance too. Oh, absolutely. I love that Darius Rucker song so much as well. And it's a song that perfectly characterizes you. And you have some other teammates from the South as well on DBC. And uh, when I heard Darius perform that live, I was saying, oh, my God, I could easily see them performing a routine to this. Yes, it's so good. It, it is awesome, indeed. And last but not least, for country music superlatives, the song in country music that best describes the person you are. Um, 
I would probably say she's country again. I could throw that one out, but there is this new song and kind of hear me out on this one. It's called good times roll. It's Jimmy Allen and Nelly. So it's kind of a country hip hop song. Um, of course there's some Alabama definitely says roll tide rolled in there. Um, but just an absolutely awesome song, just really, um, gets my spirits high, which I think is something that I try to do for other people is just to keep them positive and keep them smiling and keep them happy. And I know that that song is what makes me smile and keeps me happy right now. Um, just reminds me of home, reminds me of dancing, reminds me of the Broncos, um, just let the good times roll. So um, yeah, I'd probably say that that's uh, a song that best describes me right now. Oh, you just added another, uh, song for me to check out i will check that song out immediately and darius rucker speaks very glowingly of jimmy allen if i've heard a lot of good things about uh, jimmy from uh, darius because he, he tweets about him all the time and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> i can't wait yeah i take you at your award and she is denver broncos cheerleader alexandria fourth year veteran you can follow her on instagram and twitter at dbc underscore alexandria alexandria thank you so much once again for joining us but before we let you go I want to discuss a reason why this world needs the Denver Broncos cheerleaders more than ever before and to hear your thoughts on it. You mentioned uh, the legacy book and all those qualities that distinguish you, not just as NFL cheerleaders, but as human beings as well. And uh, the special bond that I have built with you, your teammates, and the DBC over the years is one based on shared values. And you summed up one of those values perfectly when you told me the following, quote, our differences are what make us beautiful. But sadly, it seems like the forces that do not embrace that principle have the momentum uh, in our world today. You see it in Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and the massacre at a Buffalo supermarket where innocent people were, and in the case of Ukraine, still are being marked for murder uh, solely because they're of a different culture or ethnicity. Also, uh, the current political divides in America, I, I deeply fear, and I am honestly scared to death about this, can lead to a future of perpetual sectarian violence, if not worse. And you can see why it's rather easy to get scared and uh, lose hope these days. But that's where you and uh, your current teammates come in. I am just filled with a renewed sense of hope because of the example y'all are going to set this very season. And for the record, folks, this year's Denver Broncos cheerleaders include nine women that come from seven different countries. Talk about a powerful symbol of our differences being the thing that make us beautiful. And seeing the 26 of you women of various cultures constantly loving each other and cheering one another on unconditionally and graciously extending however possible that love and support to fans of all stripes, including me, like you have done today, it just helps me maintain my faith in our common humanity's ability to embrace difference and overcome these dark forces. And my question for you is, do you see the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders as a powerful example of the beauty in our differences? And do you think that example can help breathe new life into these values that are badly lacking right now? Because I sure do. I definitely do. I think that, I think that sometimes what you need is a, a bridge, so to speak, something to bridge the gap. Um, and sometimes, I mean, as silly as it sounds, I feel like everybody loves the great sport of American football. Um, and everybody loves, you know, the tradition of game day and just having an opportunity to honestly be an American um, and just enjoy a sport um, that honestly unifies us as all. Um, our team is very diverse this year. And I think that our coaches have always strived to bring diversity to our team um, and to our organization. It's just sometimes 
didn't happen that way, but we had like such a tremendous opportunity this year. And I think that every single woman on our team is so deserving to be there. And I honestly, I couldn't have picked a better team. And I'm just so grateful for the memories that we're going to share this year, um, the experiences we're going to have and to learn from my teammates. I think that's probably one of the most precious gifts that this organization can give you. And what being an NFL cheerleader has given me is given me the opportunity to learn from so many remarkable women um, because it's not just one woman who's out there. It's, it's 26 of us and we wouldn't be the team that we are if it wasn't for each one of those women. Um, our coach, Shauna, who I just think so highly of, um, she always talks about the team being a puzzle and you fit into that puzzle, even if you don't know where your puzzle piece is um, whenever you start the team. And sometimes that puzzle changes throughout the season. Sometimes, you know, you could have been a circle to begin with and now you get to be a diamond or, you know, whatever. And I just think that that's a really great um, like symbol of what our team represents is that you're a puzzle um, and that each woman on the team has a unique spot, has a unique shape and has a unique role to fill. And I think that by learning to talk with each other, listening to each other, bridging gaps, extending hands, um, you know, hopefully we can be a semblance of unity um, and that, you know, differences are what make us beautiful. So I'm really excited to see what this year holds for the team and, just to see how far we grow um, as individuals, as women, and as a team as a whole. Denver Broncos cheerleader Alexandria, ladies and gentlemen. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore Alexandria. Alexandria, thank you so much once again from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But our Beyond the Chap series continues next week with Alexandria's inspiring teammate, Sophia. And in addition, more of our deep dives into all 32 teams' 2022 draft classes plus in-depth NFL training camp previews are on the horizon in the weeks ahead with a certain DBC alumni probably in the books, so stay tuned. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at Sports Crunch with DCROM. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. On behalf of Alexandria and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And whatever you're doing, please choose love. Please choose kindness. Please choose compassion. Please choose selflessness. Please choose empathy and all the qualities that make the Denver Broncos cheerleaders so exceptional. And also, please keep the folks in Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, and the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts, prayers, and whatever actions possible. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool.